Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. So to talk more about C.J. Stroud, we have one Bill Rabinowitz from the Columbus Dispatch to talk about Stroud during his time there in Columbus and more. Bill, how's it going, my man? Good. How are you? We are doing great, man. Let's get right into it. C.J. Stroud goes and shows out at the Combine. So a lot is always made of Ohio State quarterback prospects. They they call them system guys or they don't work out. And the thing that I've said is that to me, C.J. Stroud displayed the maturity that you did not get from a Dwayne Haskins, and he has the size and the arm talent that a Troy Smith uh, did not have when you talk about the last couple of highly touted prospects and then you talk to Terrell Price. What makes C.J. Stroud different from these other OSU guys and why uh, Panther fans and NFL fans should trust him? Well, uh, Ohio State, it should be pointed out, did have a guy named Justin Fields play for him. So, the, the, you know, the jury, I don't think, still out on him. I mean, obviously he's playing for a bad team with the Bears. They're so bad, they have the number one pick. But, uh, you know, Justin Fields is obviously a talented guy. Um, you know, I, I think Stroud kind of has Dwayne Haskins' arm, but I think he's got a lot more than Haskins did. And not just, I mean, you know, he doesn't run the ball a whole lot more than Haskins does, but more, more effectively. Uh, he showed against Georgia that he could run the ball if necessary. Um, but he, he's his passing, his arm is just—I'm <laughs> not sure how you describe it. It's not like he's got like a John Elway arm or just like a rifle. I mean, it's perfectly fine. It's, he's got a very good arm, but it's just—he throws a soft ball, and I mean that as a compliment. He may—you know—that when he said "ball forget ball placement specialist," mm-hmm. that was actually a pretty good term because receivers, even before he started a game at Ohio State in the spring of 2021 receivers would talk about how the ball just felt soft coming to him, coming to them from him, but he just had a knack for placing the ball in a place where they could catch it and catch it easily. I, that's, that's kind of a gift. I, I'm not sure how you teach something like that. I think you either have it or you don't. So he's got touch. He's obviously got a strong enough arm to make the, you know, any kind of throw. Remember there was a throw he made in 2021 where he, I think it was Jackson, but deep over the middle, like over two guys and in front of a third, like 30 yards down the field. And I covered the NFL for 12 years, and I don't think I saw a better pass than that one. Just the fact that he had the confidence to throw it, for one thing, and then he just put it, he had been one yard off in any direction it could have been picked, but it was right on target. So, uh, you know, he's, he's talented that way. Uh, he's a good leader. He's a he's a you know, got some kind of, you know, charisma to him where players gravitate toward him. And so, you know, I think all NFL quarterbacks or all prospects going into the NFL are, are crapshoots. I mean, I just don't think you really know. And a lot of it doesn't have anything to do with the quarterback himself. It's the team he goes to. What kind of system do they have? Does he stay healthy? Do they, can they protect him? Does he have good receivers, the scheme? I mean, all those kind of things. But I think C.J. Stroud has a chance to be special. And then, Bill, talking about his comments, calling himself 
the ball placement specialist, but then he also said that he felt that he was the best player in college football in the last two seasons. And if he had have won two games, talking about those Michigan games, he would have two Heismans. And that was uh, a type of bravado I did not expect coming out of C.J. Stroud. What did you make of those comments, and did you feel like he was correct in that assessment? Yeah, I think he probably was right. I mean, I think especially in 2021, he was the favorite going into that Michigan game. And I I don't think that Ohio State lost those games because of C.J. Stroud. Uh, Was he absolutely at his best in those games? Probably not. But if you were going to list five things, the five reasons Ohio State lost those games, he would not have been anywhere near the top of that list. I mean, the the defense just fell apart uh, in different ways in those games. The, The offense, the running game faltered and um, you know, he didn't. They didn't lose because of C.J. Stroud. But I, I do think I mean, Caleb Williams would have been tough to beat last year. I think that would have been a, a very interesting uh, battle for the Heisman if C.J. Stroud had played really well against Michigan and, and Ohio State had won that game, and Caleb Williams did what he did. That have been that have been interesting to see. Uh, I do think in 21 that he would have he went into that game as the favorite, um, and then obviously Ohio State you know laid big. So um, I, I don't think he was wrong. Was I a little surprised he said it? I mean, maybe a little bit because he did not kind of make those kind of statements very much at Ohio State. You know, he's pretty guarded with what he said. Bill Rabinowitz joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline talking about a possible Panther quarterback in the future and C.J. Stroud playing, of course, at Ohio State. Of course, the games at the end of each of the last two regular seasons were masterful, Bill. I mean, you're talking about Utah, where he threw for 573 yards. That's a ridiculous total. And then, of course, you had the game against Georgia. Everybody is saying, go pay attention to that film, because that's against the best defense of all of college football. And he threw for nearly 350, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. If you were to advise people to go look at some other games, some other game film, what are some of the other matchups that you would say, okay, not just Georgia, not just Utah, here's a couple of other game films that you should go check out because that shows just how good he can be in the NFL? Yeah, that's a good question. I I would think the Michigan State game for 21, that was before the Michigan game, and and Michigan State came in. I don't think they were undefeated, but they might have had one loss, and they were, I think, a top-10 team. And Ohio State just lit them up. I mean, they made them look like Rutgers. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a show. I think it was something like forty-nine seven and a half or something crazy like that. Um, and that's why people thought, oh, they're going to roll over Michigan because that was the next week, and we all know what happened. Mm-hmm. That's why it was so stunning because they were coming off this game where they looked like just a machine. So that was one from from twenty twenty one. I'm trying to think of of this past year. Um, Maybe the Penn State game, because they, in the fourth quarter, just kind of said, okay, we're done playing around with you guys. And some of it was J.T. Tuomaloa on defense, just had a game that was just unbelievable. But Stroud also, you know, was good in that game. You know, they, the thing about Ohio State, they, they just didn't play that many competitive games, so they all kind of blur together. They, you know, when it's 56-7 or whatever the score is, you just kind of, kind of forget about it. So, um I would say the Michigan State game in 21 would be the one because they just they just lit them up. Well, and, and I know a lot of the other pieces of conversation are surrounding his lack of running ability, or at least in the total amount of yards, right? Only 108 right. yards this past season. 
a lot of that actually came against Northwestern. If you did want to go back and watch some game film against Northwestern, he did have 79 yards on six attempts. Is that the game to go back to as far as that? Are there other moments here, Bill? Just what kind of ceiling does C.J. Stroud have as a rushing quarterback on top of all of the ability he has as a, a pure passer? Yeah, I would say for that Northwestern game, that game has no relevance to anything ever. That was played in the it was the windiest conditions I've ever witnessed a game. It was you could not throw. I mean, it was like 40, 40 mile an hour winds consistently. Uh, just it was, that's why he ran because mm-hmm. nobody could throw. Um, I would you know it has to be the Georgia game because that was the one game where we all knew that it was going to be hard for Ohio State or anyone, to just be able to have, to have C.J. Stroud sit in the pocket and not worry about a pass rush. Obviously, its protection last year was really good, but you knew that Georgia was going to test that, and they did. I mean, I think the offensive line held up pretty well overall. I mean, Ohio State's the only team that really gave Georgia a game last year, and that was a, it was a 50-50 game. It came down to a 50-yard field goal. And, and at the end of that game, Ohio State, if you, if you look at the skill position players they had other than Stroud, it was all backups and former walk-ons. Uh, everyone else was hurt. And so he, he led them down the field, got them in position to try to kick a game when he field goal, and the kicker missed it. So um, the fact that he, you know, was willing to scramble, was willing to, to just run, you know, get the first down. And he admitted at the combine, yeah, I should have run more. Um, but I think he trusts his arms so much and he trusted his receivers so much that he thought, why run it when I know I can throw it and they're going to get open? Um, sometimes that works, sometimes it didn't. But I think when he studied himself, he kind of realized, yeah, I probably should have run a little bit more. I mean, he's never going to be Justin Fields, and he shouldn't be. That's not who he is. But to be able to, to pick up X number of yards to get a first down, I mean, I think maybe a comparison would be Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, he, he's not a classic runner, but he certainly is willing to run to get the first down and move the chains. And, and so I think that's kind of what he was thinking about. Bill, CJ stepped in as a true freshman at Ohio State, and he got better week by week. So should that make teams feel more comfortable about him coming in and be expected to start and be a productive player week one in the NFL possibly? Well, actually, he he did. um, He was a backup to Justin Fields his first year, and that was the COVID year. So he, he, you know, he he didn't even throw a pass that year. They they only played seven games, eight games, and I think forget what, what it was. And they just, you know, he wasn't even clearly the number two. They had another quarterback named Jack Miller, and they kind of alternated a few times. Justin Fields didn't play. So, um, you know, it might have felt like he was a true freshman in 2021. He was actually a redshirt freshman. Um, you know, he, he has two years of experience. Uh, I, I think in a perfect world, NFL teams would love to have a quarterback with three years of experience, but it's very rare that the guys who have two good years stick around for the, for another year. So, um I think having a second year is, is infinitely better than having a you know one successful year. I mean, we see like with Zach, Zach Wilson uh, with the Jets. You know, he had one good year, and and you know we, we now see that probably wasn't enough preparation. I mean, you can go through a lot of guys. I think that, that extra year, every year of experience you have, really really helps because the NFL is a very different game than the college game. The holes are smaller. The windows to throw in are smaller. Everyone's faster. Um, and so that's why accuracy is so important. Decision-making is so important. And, and I think that's the strength of C.J. Stroud. 
Bill, tell us something about CJ that we may not know that you were witness to uh, during your time covering this team under him being the quarterback. You talking about as a, as a player or is it just a guy? Anything. Anything that you would love to well, tell us that's an excellent story about him. Yeah, I mean, I, I did, uh, you know, what I hoped was, the, at least at the time, the definitive profile on him. And, you know, I talked to him before the season last year, and, and he was candid talking about his family background. I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I think it's fairly well known at this point, but he had never really talked about it before. But his father, who had been a successful guy, he had been in trouble earlier in his life and got his life together. And they had a very nice, you know, upper middle class uh, house with a pool in, in uh, Rancho Camaga, California, maybe, I don't know, hour, two hours from L.A. And, you know, a really good life. And then his father, um, his life fell apart again and ended up being imprisoned. And uh, the family situation with his mom, you know, I mean, she, she had to get a bunch of jobs and, and their standard of living certainly wasn't great and uh but when the when tj was being recruited the, the family was living essentially in like a small i don't know it was a house or an apartment in a rental uh storage facility and tj was kind of embarrassed by it because you know i mean he once had this nice comfortable home and now he was you know it wasn't the same but but i think what he told me then was you know in a way i'm glad that that happened because now i i understand kind of both sides of the street and you know he can identify with players and with teammates who have had a great family life and those who didn't have their fathers around him. he had both he can identify with people who were who were well off and those who weren't because he's been both um when he was growing up he didn't have a quarterback coach because his mom couldn't afford it he couldn't go to these camps it, they were really fortunate that the, the community around him friends and, and people like that really chipped in to help him get what he could, uh, you know, cleats or equipment or whatever it might be. But, you know, it wasn't, he was not one of these guys who was coddled and had everything he needed growing up. He had to, it was a battle. He didn't start till his junior year of high school. And he thought he should have started as a freshman or sophomore, but they had a a good quarterback and it was older. And, uh, you know, he had to wait his turn. So all these things, I think, give him empathy. And, and I think that that, matters. I mean, I think that he has become an effective leader in large part because of that. That is Bill Rabinowitz of the Columbus Dispatch. Follow him at B-R-D-I-S-P-A-T-C-H. So what do you want to call that? Bird Dispatch? (laughs) B-R Dispatch. BR Dispatch. Follow him on Twitter right now. All the good C.J. Stroud information that you want. Bill, we appreciate your time, my man. All right. Thanks for having me on.